Surely it was something connected to the stranger at the March barn raising. For as long as I remember, Mama has always been somewhat moody, but I was just certain something had gone off kilter that day. She kept to herself more and more, even staying away twice from Sunday preaching. Yeah, there was much for me to ponder about my mother, and ponder I did. Now, as I waited stubbornly for my father to acknowledge Adam's question, the only sound I heard was the laboring cry of the miserable ewe, her bleat signaling a difficult delivery. I swallowed my disappointment. But I shouldn't have been surprised that Dot made no response whatsoever. This was his way when cornered. Dot's way in general, especially with women. I continued to stand motionless there in the stuffy sheep barn, observing my father's serious face, his downturned mouth. Adam, blonde and lean, knelt in the deep straw as he waited to assist the struggling ewe deliver the next wee lamb. A twin to the first one already wobbling onto its feet, within moments of birth. Tenderness for my blue-eyed brother tugged at my heart, In no time, we'd be saying our goodbyes, once Adam tied the knot with Henry Stahl's sister, 19-year-old Priscilla. I'd happened upon them the other evening while walking to visit my good friend Becky Reel. Of course, I'm not supposed to know they're engaged till they're published in the fall, several Sundays before the wedding. Frankly, I cringed when I saw Priscilla riding with Adam, and I wondered how my sensible brother had fallen for the biggest schnuffle box in all of Lancaster County. Everyone knew what a busybody she was. Now I backed away from the barn door, still gripping the thermos. Perturbed by Dot's steadfast silence, I fled the sheep barn for the house. Adam's obvious apprehension and his unanswered question plagued me long into the night as I pitched back and forth in bed, my cotton gown all bunched up in knots. In vain, I tried to fall asleep, wanting to be wide awake for work tomorrow. After all, it would be a shame if I didn't preserve my reputation as an industrious part-time employee at Eli's Natural Foods. I might be especially glad for this job if I ended up a maidel. Being single was a concern for any young Amish woman. But I supposed it wasn't the worst thing not to have a husband, even though I'd cared for Henry quite a while already. Sometimes it was just hard to tell if the feelings were mutual, perhaps because he was reticent by nature. In spite of that, he was a kind and faithful companion, and mighty good at playing volleyball, too. If nothing more, I knew I could count on quiet Henry to be a devoted friend. He was as dependable as the daybreak. Too restless to sleep, I rose and walked the length of the hallway. The dim glow from the full moon cast an eerie light at the end of the house, down where the dormers jutted out at the east end. From the window, I stared at the deserted yard below, looking for any sign of Mama. But the road and yard were empty. 
Downstairs, the day clock began to chime, as if on cue. Mama had stilled the pendulum, stopping the clock on the hour she learned her beloved sister Naomi had passed away, leaving it unwound for months. Now the brassy sound traveled up the steep staircase to my ears, twelve lingering chimes. Something about the marking of hours in the deep of night disturbed me. I paced the hall, scooting past the narrow stairs leading to the third story where Adam and Joe slept in two small rooms, safely out of earshot of Mama's mysterious comings and goings. Was Dot such a sound sleeper that he didn't hear Mama's footsteps? What would cause her to be so restless? I'd asked myself a dozen times, yet as much as I longed to be...